Tchau. That's a problem. That's a problem, isn't it? Yeah, that's a problem. That's a deal breaker, John. I know. You got to get to the store. <laughs> I'm hoping my friends, you know, like you, will just supply them to me. Just like, hey, you're, you're, I know you're having a tough week. Here you go. Here's a bottle. I, your whiskey budget is beyond my financial <laughs> means, I think. <laughs> uh, maybe. Right. Maybe. So another, another tough week. So we're recording a day later. This is Thursday. Week's almost done, man. Yeah, because you were having a rough day yesterday. You weren't feeling well. Yeah, that was that's completely <laughs> different. <laughs> it was not work related. That was you were pretty tired yourself. It was self induced um, pain. Oh, yesterday when I did not know this until I came across it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now because I'm ex- I'm excited and I know he's gonna cringe when he hears this. It was Shell's birthday yesterday. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Shell Black. The, Infamous, not infamous, so the famous whiteboard yeah, thank series. you for not getting that wrong. I hate when people use infamous incorrectly. I felt like I just heard that popping, but... Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, well, happy birthday, Shell. Does he still listen? Yeah, he does. I never see, you know, he never comments or says anything anymore. He, he's the silent listener. He just hangs out in the back. <laughs> well, because he catches me at some point, and he'll, we'll talk about it then. Did he ever join the Slack? No. He's uh, a busy man. He's uh, trying to He's trying to run a business now. He's too cool for us. He's too cool. He's, yeah, too elite. He's... <laughs> Because he graduated. Yeah. So so another kind of good thing about recording a day late is um, I get to talk about the thing I did yesterday at yeah, the I was gonna ask you user about group. The MVP roundup? Yeah. Or the, what was it called? Ask an MVP or MVP ex- Getting to know panel? your MVPs or something, I think. Something <laughs> like that. Well, it was put together by, um, I guess, the local Girly Geek chapter. Well, they're not like we can't call them girly geeks anymore. Yeah, that's we? now considered, I think, uh, politically incorrect. You're, and you don't call them girls; they're not girly. They're <laughs> they're um, individuals of the uh, of the female uh, gender. <laughs> they're called. <laughs> it's funny though. I not to get off at a tangent, but I remember when they changed that name. I asked a few people at Dreamforce and. And they were like, I don't, I don't know why we're changing it. I kind of liked Girly Geeks. It was fun. It well, was... I, th- I think, you know, I don't know. You could probably put women in t- two categories if you wanted to overly categorize. The one, and you got one on one hand, you've got the, the ones that are, the, you know, they're just trying to like socialize and, and network or whatever. And then there's the other ones who are like these militant, uh, politically correct types who, you know, you're a, you're a, <laughs> you're a dominant, you're a bad guy, you're a, you know, because you, you're, you're violating their safe space and all that. <laughs> you went way off on Well, that no. Because I was going to say, while we're on this topic, oh. John, happy National Women in, in Engineering Day. Oh, Women in Engineering. Yes. Huh? That's a... National. Wa- that's the a National y- Women in Engineering y- Day. So Women in Tech is WIT and why, Women in Engineering is why. No, this... No, this is this is a this is an official day. Not, that's the National Women in Engineering Day. It's a national U.S. holiday? I think so. Hmm. So should, should we Google that and see? National Women in... Oh, Google's not even completing this. That's not good. <laughs> Engineering day. There we go. It was set up on June twenty third, two thousand fourteen, by the Women Engineering Society hmm. to celebrate its twenty fifth, or sorry, ninety fifth anniversary. Well, so who knew that this women thing started so long ago? They've been around for ninety five years. All these girly geek groups think they're doing something new. <laughs> <laughs> so Late to the game, ladies. Uh, so anyways, I, I, I got one explanation on why they changed it, and that was because um, I, one of it was some kind of internet, making it international because it's kind of been a primarily U.S. group. What has? The girly geek kind of chapters in the, in, oh, okay. within the States, and that it just wasn't really, re- the girly geek, I think, just wasn't resonating internationally, so... They wanted to change it and give it something a little more universal. Rebrand. Rebrand, yeah. I'm surprised it's not like Lightning Girls or Women Lightning Women or something. The, the danger with that is when Salesforce rebrands that, you'll, you'll get you know, rebranded into uh, irrelevance. Or Trailhead something. <laughs> trailhead W. Trail, trail Women. Trailhead W. Trail Girls. Now, see, um, back to girls. Hmm. Is, there a, is there a synonym for women that starts with a T. You could, you know, do like a little alliteration. Trail, trail, trail chicks. Well, no, no, that doesn't work. So, 
I'm going to stop you before you get, okay, get yourself yeah. in trouble. You're going to strike him out with different All boards. Right. <laughs> All right, so tell me about the MVP roundup. Meet, uh, the meet, meet your MVP. So they ended up being five of us there. So, <laughs> so Moyes was there. He runs the local Dallas group. And I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with names, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to stick with first names because I don't remember everyone's Quit last hedging, names. Quit hedging, John. Just, uh, <laughs> you always say that. Who's, so Moyes, he's an yeah. MVP? Yeah. Lives around here or... Yeah. Okay. Well, he runs the the developer group here. Okay. You, I know you know him. You've, you've seen him. I don't think I know him. You've been to the I've developer group before. I went that one time. Well, he was the one running it. I don't. Even, I wouldn't remember <laughs> a face from that this, this that long ago. Um. So Shell Black Shell Black was there. Um. I was there. Uh. Lars. What was his last name? Anyways, Lars was there. Lars Ulrich. Oh, I didn't know he was an MVP. <laughs> I mean. He... <laughs> uh. Nana. Nana was there. Um, and there was, there was a few other MVPs in the local area that were invited, but couldn't make it. So it just ended up being us. And so we got to, we got to sit in front of everyone and talk about our backgrounds, kind of just introduce ourselves and, you know, <laughs> we tried to make it interesting as much as a bio slash. Did you guys talk about how you got into Salesforce and yeah, kinda. how this has been just such a great journey for your career. I don't know that we went that far, but we talked about, you know, how I got into it and the, the journey that we took to Did where we're at Did you give me credit, now. John? Uh, I know I See. mentioned you a few times. <laughs> I don't know if I gave you credit. Yeah, Jeremy's the one that taught me Salesforce way, way back when. And now I, I, out, you now I outshine him. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, now you're the MVP. <laughs> the student becomes the master. See, I'm MVP via, I don't know, proxy or something. You're, you're up yeah. on the role hierarchy, so you inherit my <laughs> exactly, MVP status. Right. <laughs> That's the way it works, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Did I just make a Salesforce joke? You, I did, oh, didn't I? You did. Oh. And for that... Oh, I was, I was hoping to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I see. I've got the... I get the wrong key, screen keeps coming up here. The wrong screen. Yeah, there you go. That that reminds me of did you was it Happy Gilmore when like the guys beats him up and the the, the Bob Barker beat yeah. up uh, and then he was like the price is wrong bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. All right. Um, okay. Did you guys get any good questions? Anyone drill you know grill you? Um, we got a lot of questions about the program in general, and I I think Shell pretty much took lead on those because he's been in it longer and he has most of the background and. A lot of the stuff he was saying was was a lot of the stuff that he that he mentioned when he was here when we had him on the show and yeah. he talked about that. So yeah, it was, it was I a kinda, lot of that. I kind of grilled him. Yeah, you grilled yeah, him. So. Not, it was so you prepared him bad. well right. for that yes. for, the, for all that questions. And I do provide uh, debate prep, interview prep, his <laughs> services, <laughs> uh, heckling. Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> um, there there were a few questions. I mean, I think some of the impressions are that there's more admins in the MVP than developers, and I'm. I'd, I'd like to explore that and see if that's true. I know at one point... But I can just stop you right now. Because develop. there's no meaning for the word developer, so how do you no. even know? Well, How do you even know? Let's go with our definition of developers. Okay. <laughs> and Well, but, there's 2.8 million of them. Be, we know actually, that. How many admins be, are there? We know there's 2.8 million developers. Quickly, uh, on its way to 100 million. It's probably, actually, it's probably... It's got to be about 6 or 7 million right now, by now, right? Well, every admin's a developer, so there you go. But I mean, in the traditional sense, you know, those of us that are, you know, going in and writing Apex code, we'll say that as as the developer, you know, is there more more or less of those in the program than not? And I don't know that it really matters. I think MVP isn't really about, you know, how many developers, how many admins. It's really about is, community is this involvement. Just, is this just yet another branch of the diversity thing? Like we've got to have some, we've got to achieve equal mixes of different things? No, I think... I how think about was, just the right people? I, but the, the people that are doing the, the right stuff, right? That are sharing in the community and helping most. And that's what it is. But I think the question came from the perspective of, you know, I'm a developer. I I, I think I contribute, you know, can you know how do I get into MVP? It seems like everywhere I look, most of the MVPs are admins, but I think those are just the more vocal ones. You know, they, they tend to be more vocal. They're they're more in the community. The, the the channels where they participate are very different than our channels. So that, that's interesting. I've, I've never thought of MVP as something you you go for. I thought it was just something that like, oh, because you've been you know blogging and speaking at events or whatever. Um, that's I, I didn't realize that I didn't realize the MVP was the the goal. I thought it. Well, the, I think that's I think, interesting. I think I, Salesforce has the program because they want to go out and recognize people who are active in the community and 
and and also get their input on things. Yeah, they want to recognize people who tweet often. And they they also positive things about Salesforce. They also need some some uh, hired labor for the admin zones. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> hired. Well, slave yeah. labor. What are you talking about? It's not slave. They 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 comp your ticket, your Dreamforce ticket. So, <laughs> which didn't cost them anything anyway. Just saying. <laughs> um, where was I going? I'm just giving you a hard time, aren't I? You just I, 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 I gotta make this fun. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be the the diversity amongst developers versus admins. I completely lost my train of thought. That'd be awesome if like the developers like split off and made their own group. And there used to be a, an MVP developer. It is, they used to be separate groups, and they decided to combine them and just you know make it to stay this recognition program. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. about it was about you know can you campaign or things like that. And it's not really like that. I think it, the way I've I've heard it work is so they run a, Jeremy for MVP. There's. <laughs> I carry signs. We carry sign for me at Dreamforce. Sure, <laughs> you have to set up like a sandwich board and, I, or wear one. So I'll, I'll be your mentor. So there is such a thing as an MVP mentor. So there is a group oh that, that's gosh. dedicated to mentoring those in the community that have ma- made it on the radar. And the MVPs go, let's let's go contact this person and see if they want to be an MVP and kind of groom them for it. So apparently that exists. That that wasn't really my scenario. I think you know, Shell tapped me on the shoulder and then. Um, he gave me some advice, you know, the whole vi- finding your voice, which, you know, I guess this is pretty much my voice here. And, um, and then, you know, it's, it's contributions, it's being regular, it's being frequent, it's, you know, not the flash in the pan type stuff, so. Yeah. What can I say? I don't know. It, it, I find this all fascinating. I feel like the MVP crowd is very in, into itself, and it's... Into itself? Uh, yeah. How? Like, just, like, just, just, it's just like these or? mentors. I mean, it's like it's starting to exist for itself and to recruit people into it and stuff. It's like a, it's it's not like a multi level thing. Can you get people under you in the program? Is are you under shell? Oh well, there's secret <laughs> initiations that, of it, that everyone has to go. I through. I still want to learn the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is there is there like a yeah no handshake no challenge coin? I can't tell you that. This is all <laughs> this is all part of the NDA. Oh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. We don't. So, do you anything else about that, or is that it? That didn't sound very exciting. No, no, there was. It did or did not sound. It didn't. No, it didn't. I mean, it was a discussion. It was a panel. Did I mean, you? Did you just? You had to be there, I guess. I mean, was it? Was I mean, it, it wasn't like there was. A, I mean, we were all just talking, answering questions, having a conversation, having a conversation. But nothing like um, nothing Earth Earth chatting came up, or that, you know. Yeah, there was no no okay. Benioff woos or anything like that going on. But yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a developer group. All right. Well, I've got a little bit of follow-up. I do, too. All right. So don't uh, hog all the follow-up. <laughs> well, I need to set a uh, an audio thing. Audio device. Oh, I'm going to have to restart. Not my computer, just... Uh... There's some event going on right now in Paris, isn't there? Um, Probably because I saw Peter Coffey trying to be cute with some French in his tweets. Yeah, my timeline's <clears> filled <throat> with... Trailhead pictures and band pictures, and I'm jealous. <laughs> Do you say band pictures? Band pictures, yeah. Well, you know, Salesforce and their world tours, they always got to have someone playing somewhere. Is Apex and the Limits on the, on the road with them? No, no. I'm sure they, they would love to. All right, let's see if I can get this to work. Um, it turns out when we... Okay, let me, I, gotta, I guess I should int- introduce this. <clears throat> so we talked about the Apple... Event mm-hmm. on WWC, right? Which you didn't watch for the first time ever. I know. I'm disappointed in myself. Um, and at, this was like an after meeting of some sort. And it was uh, Phil Schiller and um, uh, Federighi. Was that a fireside Craig, Craig chat? Federighi, kind of. But he was, if you remember, I was talking about how um, it irritates me. That at the end of the day, I've got 75% of my watch battery left. And damn it, I wanted that to be, I'd rather use that battery right. for useful things yeah, instead I of just that. having it wasted. First, uh, we're coming out with a watch OS. We were being really conservative about understanding how people were going to use the watch and trying to make sure we could hit our, our goal of a very solid all-day battery life. So you could use it all day and you could charge it at night. And we found we, we'd actually like really overshot the goal. And so, uh, you know, which was an area of just... Yeah, I, I agree. Again, the seventy-five percent of the battery at the end of the day—that's overshooting the goal, or you're underutilizing something. Massive focus and paranoia throughout the release. You know, uh, we needed to make sure that we we squeezed every little bit of juice out of the thing. And so, 
uh, realizing we had this Squeeze budget, the juice. we said, hey, look, we actually have enough to do background updates. You know, yeah. we had overshot enough that we can keep these apps both in memory, but also keep them up to date throughout the day. So when you look at them, they're already there. It's not like launch and then wait them, let, have them get the information. It's they already have the information. So does that mean if you got really used to charging your watch maybe once every two days, you're going to have to get, get down to one day? Well, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to, it's designed to be charged every night. I know. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I think I nailed that on the head. What do you think? Jeremy was right. Yeah. Sure was. <laughs> what can I say? You're right. <laughs> no, I'm but, so, I just I mean, wanted a reason you, to play that do clip. You, do you fault them for, for their approach? <laughs> no, I mean... I don't fault them. I mean, they admitted that they overshot. I think they were being too conservative. Do you think that impacted the kind of the, you know, the reasons for people to have a watch or to, I to think use so. a watch, I mean, I the think, usefulness of it, the utility of it? I think it's definitely damaged Apple that the watch has overall been underwhelming. And there's just so many examples of, you know, the, the famous nerds and the tech bloggers and whatever that have, who, who have all, you know, you notice, I noticed this about six months ago, all of a sudden, everyone suddenly seemed like started saying, oh, I, I don't wear my Apple watch anymore. I don't wear a watch or I went back to my old watch or whatever. Mm. It's like as soon as, you know, one person, Renee Ritchie or whoever, someone said it, then all of a sudden everyone <laughs> else jumped on board. It's like, oh, I don't, wear, I don't wear mine either, you know, it's tech nerds. I wear mine every day. I do too. But I don't use it nearly the way I thought it would. I basically use it as a freaking watch. I use it. I use it quite a bit. I use it for email notifications because I, I moved to inbox and there's there's no really desktop notifications for me. Um, so that's my notification yeah, system. Yeah. No. I, I and I do some of that too. I don't have inbox, but I, my I have the Gmail app and it's. Although I actually I want to turn those off. I'm glad you reminded me of that. I'm going to make a note because <laughs> it's just it's terrible. Like you shouldn't. That's not what email's for. You shouldn't have to look at your watch every time you get an email. But like text notifications, that's that's useful. But I'm just I'm still really excited about directions. I use it for directions. I think it's much more convenient than picking up my phone. I, my, I'm just my always I'm always going to have my phone out if I'm if I'm. Yeah, I, I do have it out because you know you need to see that map every yeah. on occasion. But right. you know, just knowing if you have a turn coming up or if you missed it or something, it's it's a quick easy glance. I, you know, it tells time. Yep, it does that much. I thought I'd use it more for like weather and things like that, but it's just yeah, it just don't. Anyway, so I'm 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 just I'm very excited about WatchOS three. That was like the biggest thing out of WWDC for me. Congratulations on being able to say that. I know it was <laughs> hard, completely sober. <laughs> I am too. I'm out of whiskey. I'm drinking soda. So I checked before we started recording, and we got a new review. We did. So yeah, ask and you shall receive. Nice. Is it a good or negative? It's good. It's from Jackson Stone. Five stars. And the title is Make Salesforce Bearable. Wow. Wow. That's, um, I, you glad can, we can provide that service. Bearable Salesforce as a service. BS. BS as a service. Bearable Salesforce. <laughs> BS as a service. <laughs> but, <laughs> there's the title. <laughs> there's a new company idea, right? I guess. That, that, okay, Jeremy and I are starting a new company. It's going to be a, a, a BS as a service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so he says, I, um, I love tech-related podcasts. Started my job with heavy Salesforce development. Thrilled there, there's a podcast for it. Listen to you guys regularly now. Keep it up. Cool. Thanks, Jackson. <clears throat> send us your address and we'll send you a shirt. John, no, I, I, let me rephrase that. Send John your address and he'll send you a shirt. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so here's the deal with the shirts. I, we either need to order more shirts. What do you, you took a giant box of them home. What have you done with them? Well, because Did you we, give them all away? Well, well, we have an excess of really big shirts and very few large and mediums left and no smalls. All right, Jackson, if you're a, bi if you're a large guy, then <laughs> let John know and he'll send you a shirt. <laughs> we can order more shirts. Okay. That was actually a topic for me, not, not for the podcast, but I'd been meaning to, to tell you, I, I mean, think that, we need some more shirts. Since this is such a profitable podcast, we just have all this money left over and you know, we might as well <laughs> <laughs> start buying shirts with it. Well, I wanted to get these new cards that, that turn into stickers. So I wanted to do that. And then uh, cards that turn into stickers. Yeah. Huh? It's like dual purpose business cards. Oh, it's a business card, but it turns into a sticker. Yeah. So someone you, wants you to. Can, you can t give someone a card and it's got the logo on it and you peel off the logo and it's a sticker. So they put your sticker on their laptop or something? Yeah. Oh, your card, your business card on their laptop? <laughs> no, they, no, they, it's, it's die cut so that like the, 
logo is die cut, so it, it can be a circle, just okay. like the sticker would be. Gotcha. Um, well, John, uh, this this might be a difficult topic, but I got to bring it up. It is it is late June now, and uh, we haven't I haven't been bothering you about it, but we haven't had an update on your app in a while, and this is <laughs> we're pretty much at that <laughs> point in time where I think we need to. Didn't I say end of July? We need to figure out whether we're gonna no June <laughs> or whether gonna we're gonna take this patient off life support or <laughs> no? It's still it's still there. It's just I haven't okay. been able to touch it. It's okay. kind of, it's it's. It's leaning towards vaporware at this point. <laughs> but uh yeah, I haven't actually been able to touch it in the last two or three weeks. I've been mm. I've been dead right. busy. It's it's crazy. I know. I'm just saying if you want to call it, we can call it. No, no, we're not calling okay. it. Okay. It still exists. I'm st- I'm still working on it. Does and it does it help knowing that people, including especially me, are gonna ask you about it? Yes, because okay. I, I am All like right. it's it's constant anxiety. I go to my office on Saturday and I'm like well, that, ah, I think I'm that just doesn't sit sound like and do that doesn't nothing. sound like positive energy though. Like constant anxiety is not the goal of this. The goal is just you know to keep you motivated. It's not. Yeah, anxiety was the wrong word to use. I'm just saying when I sit but there I think and go, that's, I think that's how it manifests itself in you though. Especially maybe with all this other stuff you've had going on, it's like yeah. I don't. You know, I, I'm I'm uh, very prone to anxiety. I know that's what I'm saying. I don't want to cause you medical issues. <laughs> if this isn't helping, then we'll drop it. This will no longer be a segment. <laughs> I do want to still talk about it, but yeah, give me a couple of weeks to right. to catch up, and I'll 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 raise my hand and I'm say, gonna, "Hey, I've got some updates." Because right now I haven't had a chance to even touch so, it. Okay, so going forward, this will be a John initiated segment. I won't ask you about it. You, if you want to talk about it again, the, the I think the, the well, you know what? Now now I have anxiety because I know the the. I know people are going to listen to this and they're going to hit me in Slack and they're going to give me a hard time there too. I don't, I don't know. I don't like think so. the whole LinkedIn thing. What hey, the hell, man? Everybody, everybody gets it, man. It's, you know, you have things you want to do and like everyone's got a list of things they want to do and it seems like you can hardly get things off this list. So everybody understands. <clears throat> yeah. No, but I think people like to give us, no, that's give us a hard time. It's always fun to give someone a hard time. <clears throat> anyway. All right. So updates. Um, uh, badges, super badges. So I, I, we were talking about the conference and I was kind of debating, you know, did what came first, the chicken or the egg, did the whole badge and trailhead theme of the developer conference of super badges, was right. that invented because of how it was named and the inception of it or that exists? And so a lot of people pinged up on Twitter and, uh, one, one person in particular, Stuart Adil, um, said that they were announced in January at Tahoe Dreaming. Super badges, super badges. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't so they've been around, right? I don't think it was for Trailhead X or vice versa. I was just curious because, well, I mean, I'm not going to get into it again, but you know, it, it was it, at the time I was just kind of trying to draw these lines of, you know, it be it it was I saw what it, how it was named, but whenever you looked at the event, it was so Trailhead heavy. Um. So I just wondered if, if maybe they had different ideas before Trailhead came about on how they, how it'd be structured, how it'd be marketed or all that, or maybe they had zero ideas. And then when Trailhead X as a name came about, it just made things easier for them. Yeah. Which it probably did. I mean, they already've got all that marketing materials and signs and decorations and everything. It, it cheapens things a bit. Right. <clears throat> Saves some money for the shareholders. Yep. <laughs> mm. Sorry, stakeholders. Right. Yeah. For the community. <laughs> uh, Peter Chittum on Twitter he, uh, he posted us and said listening to Hug a Finn as a Finn descendant I thank you <laughs> uh, awesome and he also cheered it, and I know. chimed in and said Super Badges had, uh, had a pro- prototype almost a year ago did it okay yeah, yeah actually I, kn- I know of Peter I'd found him like on Twitter a little while back yeah seems like a smart guy um, <clears throat> I don't think we talked about this last week but I don't think it's necessarily new this week but did you see how Larry Ellison said that he he thinks that Oracle has a, a a good shot at beating Salesforce to ten billion dollars in cloud revenue? Oh, the race is on. Well, because and and, and it's, it's hard to understand this and count these things, but you know Oracle is a, is a much bigger sales uh, company than Salesforce. But uh, I think Larry Ellison is com- comparing just their cloud business. So because he's been talking about how their their growth in cloud is a higher growth rate than Salesforce's, right? And they all play this game because being off, you know, he talked about, oh, we're growing, you know, growing at 35% all that. Well, it turns out when, you know, when you hit like six or seven or eight billion, it's hard to it's hard to grow at 35% a year. <laughs> so then you kind of stop talking about this much. But so right now Oracle does, I don't know, it's like a, 
uh, half a billion dollars, maybe mm. um, a quarter. Would that make sense? Yeah, I think it's about where they they they're at right now. And so when you're only doing, you know, that's a couple. In fact, their fiscal year just ended, and they did. Uh, they said two point two billion in, in cloud. So when you're at two two billion, it's it's easier to have a fifty percent growth rate than when you're at six or seven billion. But they are growing really fast. In fact, I think it was like a 67 percent or something like that growth rate. And it being at two point two billion annual revenue and still growing at sixty six percent, that it is really fast. But I'm thinking Salesforce is going to finish. Now they're only into their second quarter of the fiscal year, but. They're going to finish this fiscal year somewhere around eight. I think they've been yeah. guiding at like eight point one or something like that. And then I would imagine in their fiscal year eighteen, that's when they'll probably finish at ten billion. Because that would be about twenty percent if, if, if everything continues to trend. If, if the growth yeah. rate doesn't drop, right? Then so that means that basically Oracle has two years to go from two point two billion in annual revenue to ten billion in annual revenue. Mm-hmm. I. I don't see how that is even possible. Now, the Oracle's benefit is that, you know, they've got, again, they do like $50 billion or $80 billion a year. They can, they're moving their customers and probably pressuring them to move into their cloud products, right? Yeah. So that's this it's kind almost of like built-in... like their deferred revenue bucket. Yeah, it's actually, customers. they can just start, exactly. <laughs> we're going to... We're going to call well, that. See, cl- they I know. have <laughs> one division on cloud, so we're going to say their entire company is on cloud. Right. So that, you know... $10 billion right. check we get from, or whatever, $100 yeah. million check we get them, go, that goes into right. cloud. Yeah, we know, we, we know that you're running Oracle in your data center, in your building, but we're going to draw a cloud around around the door to your <laughs> IT room. And we're going to say that's cloud now. Yeah. That's a cloud data center. So, yeah. Uh, more more cheesy Salesforce jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we better not make a habit of this. But their gross—I uh, saw that their gross margin was fifty-seven percent, which is actually not not that high. Um, of course, they're in growth mode, so they're making sure buying growth. <clears throat> but it's up from forty percent, and and Salesforce is is they're um, around seventy-five percent gross profit. Of course, it's weird. You have to one thing that seems really high. Like holy crap! I mean, I seventy-five percent, eighty percent gross profit—that's huge, right? But they don't count R and D in that. It's basically just the cost of like running the data centers of actually like processing the bits and sending bits across the wire. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the the cost of that is what comes out of of um, of sales to get at gross profit. So if you if you counted R and D in that, then you'd have like you know twenty or thirty percent gross profit. They don't count that. This is, must be about it has something to do with you know software as a service, I guess. You don't count the R and D, anyway. Yeah, uh, Oracle expects to be at eighty percent gross profit in cloud. This, it'll be. I'm looking forward to this though. I'm looking forward to some serious crap talking. I mean, we're <laughs> going to get two more years of it, man. And that's only when they get the ten billion. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Of course, you know what's going to suck is if Salesforce ends up getting bought by Oracle. I don't, I don't. I don't buy into the buyout rumors. Oh, I. I mean, well, there's no. I don't think there's any concrete rumors yet. I just think it's a very plausible thing. It's still very possible. Salesforce is still of the size that Oracle could definitely buy them, and it's. It just. It from a business perspective, it just makes sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. But I hope it doesn't happen because that's going to take all the fun out of this. That's, there goes an entire part of our. <laughs> you know, one of our main shticks. <clears throat> anyway. Um, speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of Larry, if I can find this, I probably can't. Oh, yeah. Docker lightweight containers. <laughs> Did you see that, um, Docker is now, like, natively, I haven't tried it yet, natively avail- available for Mac and Windows. Really? I think with Windows, there, there's something you have to do that's not completely native, but on the Mac, I mean, you've had to run, um, virtual, mach- or, uh, virtual box. <clears throat> so now I can run all my local... Well, yeah, because the way the containers work, I mean, they're... Well, they come they come from Linux containers, so it's basically a a jail rooted part of basically like a jail rooted part of the file system that piggybacks on on the existing operating system being there. That's that's what's different about it than virtual machines. Virtual machine, it's I mean, it's the whole OS in the virtual machine, mm-hmm. right? Whereas containers are just like a subset of it. They relies on the the operating system being there, and it's all it's always Linux. Like Docker, it's you know the base the base system is. It's always going to be some kind of Linux, and so that, that was a problem for running Docker natively on a Mac. Is well, you don't. It's not Linux, so it didn't quite work. So you had to run 
basically a Linux and VirtualBox. I mean, there's things you can, there's other tools that can make it a little easier, but you're still, you're still running a virtualization technology. And now apparently that's, that, that is, I don't know how they did it, but it now runs more natively. I'm going to go download my Docker Lightwing containers <clears throat> right now. They yeah, should. <laughs> then it's, go. it's still, and I still haven't done, um, I mean, I'm still, like, the apps I have in production that are running on, out in the cloud are, um, they're still all basically, like, either platform as a service based, um, Amazon uh, Beanstalk, or mm-hmm. they are um, basically bare metal, they're IS. I have not, I don't have any like production experience with Docker. I've played with it on my machine, but and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you are you can you can put multiple containers on a virtual machine. And the problem with the virtual machine is like you're slicing off a percentage of this machine it's going on to. Right. And you're dedicating to that virtual machine. Well you still may have the problem of like that VM may only be getting five percent utilization. Like balancing, you know, not paying for more infrastructure than than what you need is still is the problem. Whereas with containers you can put Five or ten containers running on a VM, which is one of many VMs on some actual physical machine. Mm-hmm. So, pretty interesting. And also, they boot up in like a second. I mean, there's basically no boot time. So the basically the opposite of what you're used to with uh, Salesforce. It's all fast. Yeah, I'm on the site. There's some caveats of the requires for Yosemite ten point ten. Yeah. And for Windows, ten sixty four bit, but no, but no additional software required on Windows. No weird like VM layer or mm. anything. I thought I had read something that I don't know. I didn't, I didn't click on it. It's just one of the. Oh, I don't want to install. I don't want to download that. Stop. And also speaking of Docker, the Velocity conference has been going on this week, which is um, I think it's an O'Reilly conference, and they have a few a year in different U.S. cities and maybe international too. But uh, yeah, I've been trying to follow the news. I don't know. I didn't see anything spectacular. It's like a DevOps, you know, IT operations, mm-hmm. web scale type conference. So there's, I'm sure like Google and Kubernetes is there and Mesosphere and all these doc, uh, you know, it's all about containers nowadays, but and also monitoring and logging and all that traditional stuff. But yeah, I didn't see anything really exciting come out of that. Uh, you want to do your when do you want to do your video? Um, I've got some other stuff, but we'll we'll cover that last. I think. Okay. I mean, I do have one other thing. I'm, I'm not. I I don't. I'm not prepared enough to really talk intelligently about it, though. But so I don't even know if I want to get into it. I'm not sure that people expect us to talk intelligently, John. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I've got a I've got a I've got a clip I want to play. It's kind of a funny Salesforce thing. We can do now. Okay. So this is um, uh, a from a clip from a podcast, Software Defined Talk, and they again they, these are actually kind of guys in the in the DevOps space. They one of them works for Pivotal, one of them works for like Chef or Puppet, and one of them works for some Docker thing. But anyway, they um, they all I think they all run Salesforce at their company, and they just happen to get on the topic. So I, it was funny, so I clipped it. Well, Salesforce rant. Like I have used Salesforce. I think at three companies now, and I do not understand what the fuck is going on with that. <laughs> right? Like, it's like I, I I understand that I understand that CRM doesn't mean what CRM actually says it. Right? <laughs> CRM means help me sell to people better. <laughs> help me understand. Help me understand how to extract more money out of people who have money to give me. Right? And that, that's fair, right? That's that is definitely the goal. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, customer relationship management. That's such a abstract kind of BS term in general. This is like, how do you sell more stuff to people? That's the goal. That's what people should be the goal, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm being. You, you want to force the sale. Yeah, and there and therefore, when I log into Salesforce, I would like it to help me do that, right? And it's just like I log into Salesforce and I and and I I just don't whatever the default options are in Salesforce, it doesn't really like present itself to like, hi Michael Cote, you work at Pivotal. Pivotal sells to the following customers. You know the following people who are currently in position XYZ in the funnel, right? It's, sort, it's just sort of like, I've never success, and I told you this would be a rant, I've never successfully logged into Salesforce and had it like, help me. That sounds like he wants LinkedIn. But they were, they were actually, had been talking about LinkedIn. In fact, uh, this, this is a good episode to listen to if you want to go back and listen to it. 
Speaking of LinkedIn, though, I'll have to just say, since you mentioned that, <clears throat> in the past week since we, so we, it came out, happened a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. It was still pretty new then, and like, you know, people hadn't really solidified their thoughts on this and everything. But since then, I mean, so many of the analysts, and just like, it's probably like the, um, the guy that does Stratechery, mm-hmm. um, what is his name? Ben Thompson. Ben Thompson? Is that right? Or is that the wrong person? I don't know. Anyway. He's really smart. You know, he's got one of these, you pay him like 20, 30, or 40 bucks a month for his blog or whatever because it's, you know, it's that good, supposedly. But I do listen to, um, he comes on podcasts and stuff sometimes, so I'll hear him. He sounds really smart. But he's, he let out, and he and the, wh- wh- whoever this guy was that was on the podcast with him, spent like an hour laying out just all these great cases for, for how this is going to be huge for Microsoft. And it made a lot of sense. Hmm. One thing I didn't think of is this basically makes Microsoft, if they weren't already, the de facto, because what product is in like, every enterprise. It's a Microsoft product. Sure. It's not Exchange. So I'll take that off. What's, do you know? You, as soon as I say it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Because I probably wouldn't either. Active Directory, right? Oh, I guess. Active Directory okay. runs basically every sizable company. That is their identity solution. Even, even ones that aren't necessarily like pure Microsoft shops, it's still just like, and it's free too. Active Directory, it just comes with Windows Server or whatever. But between Active Directory, which is an identity product, and LinkedIn, which is a consumer-focused but identity product as well, I mean, that's where, that's like the, for professionals and people, you know, working, that is your identity. That's where mm-hmm. you go to update. It just makes a lot of, now Microsoft's going to be king of identity. But they were talking about it, how it's like this, it's a CRM system where all the subjects of the CRM update themselves for you. Because he was talking about, you know, it, it seems like in a CRM system, what this one guy says, what, what Salesforce is, is, it's where everyone goes to update the same people mm-hmm. over and over and over. Like, I mean, how many people have, how many people have um, Adam Seligman in their, in, their, in their own Salesforce org as just a contact at Salesforce? Someone who, you know, say you want to sell uh, Salesforce, puts on big shows, right? So say, say you're in the exhibitor business and you want to contact Adam to, tell, to try to sell him AV services and booths and whatever. Who knows, right? Um, how many people have him in their Salesforce? And everyone just repeats this thing of entering his information over and over and over and over. And some people get certain parts of it right, other people get other parts of it right, but it's just, it's a mess, right? Right. And that, you know, that's part of the LinkedIn thing. It's like, what if you could just, oh, Adam, okay, here's his official information that he updates himself. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you think that'll make it into Dynamics or it'll still be know. separate? I don't or? know. And I don't know if they can because I don't know, like, they, I'm sure they probably can. I mean, one thing I'm thinking of is, I guess it's not a privacy thing because you're literally putting your stuff into LinkedIn so that it can be shared. It's not, so it's not really a privacy problem. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't. I mean, that, hopefully that's part of the goal. Well, there's a whole sharing model where you kind of decide who can see your stuff or who that's can true. contact so, you. So. so that might be a little sticky. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, I'll continue with this. Aside, the only thing it's really good at is telling you which rep covers which account. There you Even go. Show. I've heard people say that too. And this is like, you know, the 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 rank and file users of Salesforce, salespeople. Mm-hmm. They basically use it to go in and look to see if someone already has the account. And if so, who has it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, well, the thing be like 10 different versions of an account that you've got to follow up some hierarchy. Yeah. And you're just like, what the... But you got to get back to the number one thing it's doing. It's pipeline management for the VP of sales or VP of revenue to manage. That's really the problem it's solving. It's not... Honestly, they don't really care about you. (laughs) And this this is my rant on enterprise software. Enterprise software is not made for the people who use it. It's made for the people who buy it. Because the the people who buy it are the ones that dictating the requirements. Like, look at Salesforce. We've got an $8 billion CRM company and so much of the experience for the users, for the salespeople the developers, whatever, is a disaster. But it, they, it's, a, it's demoware. It's made a demo and it's made to sell. It sells. It's got the right, you know, reports and, you know, you got to have good looking dashboards, man. I don't know. I, it's it, dashboard driven it, development. I think it can be useful, <laughs> but I, I think a lot of times when it comes to these projects, you, you have the person who, who bought it and paid for it and right. it's, it's management. It's yeah. management that says, you know, I need to get this kind of data out of it. And so yeah. they, and you, show them, you, the show what, you show them a pipeline report and all these things. It's like, oh, that, that is what we need right there. Yeah. That's what they want. You're kind of coming so every, at it. Well, yeah, before you, everything else becomes just a feeder for that. So your requirement, what your user experience is, you need to enter this data because I need this report. Yes. Everyone is a slave to the pipeline report. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> as like an ancillary user that yeah. 
usually they as don't. They would, as they would say in another genre of podcasting, CRM is a triple turns out. It turns out it's just for generating dashboards for the VP of sales. That is bingo. There are two ways that, that Salesforce matters in your life. One is you putting data into it for somebody else. And the other is someone has written a report for you to go and read because there's no way in hell yes. you can figure that out for yourself. Yeah, that's why you have the Salesforce admin that, uh, yeah. and he has a special Salesforce box. admin. They always yes. go to the folder that has the name of the VP of sales on it and click on that. And those are the reports that are running the company. There's always one folder. It has like your VP of sales name on it. And the Salesforce admin, all he does is keep updating and creating those reports. That's all you need to look at in Salesforce to understand the health of your business. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> well, that, yeah. that should be a good sign for Wave Analytics then, right? Yeah, because Wave Analytics has got, you're right, because it's all visual driven too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you see, you see uh, Alex Dayon up there on his, on his, his yacht, yacht, his yacht, right? <laughs> on his mobile phone, clicking into fake, uh, you know, what's the, um, uh, what's the animation, <laughs> JavaScript animation library. <laughs> Uh, but everything's everything's built on nowadays. Um, it's not Raphael. It's the it's the newer one. What is it? Um, D three. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. You know, stubbed out fake D three animations on his phone. You're like, that looks good. <laughs> Look at. <laughs> we need that. It's catnip for executives. They're like, I don't know what that is, but I need it. Prow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Did you see the App Cloud? Mo this is, this is one of these things. This is so frustrating. But did you see the App Cloud Mobile announcement? I, I saw someone bring that to our attention, and I kind of cringed. I think I tried to click into it, but then I quickly went, um, "I need to work and not stress right now." About you know, this. the thing is, it's you know, it's okay. They they're unifying. What is it? Here's here's the title. Um, Salesforce unifies mobile app dev and updates marketing information. Anyway, it's like, it's, it's Force, it's Heroku, it's Salesforce One, but it's also the next, it's, the, it's new, it's the next generation of its mobile app development platform. And I, I saw Peter Coffey, he, he had some diagram that he uh, tweeted, and it just, it's basically, they just, th everything about Salesforce and, and Heroku and everything, it's all thrown at this one thing that shows how this is all, you know, works great together. Everything works great together. And by the way, it, it's brand new. But it's not. I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Well, it's just like the whole app cloud thing. It, it's it was just a rebranding and repositioning of all their existing products. I just think they've got to stay. They got to stay in the news. I mean, what? How else do you describe this? I mean, how else can you explain this? That at every at every world tour, they got to announce something. Why not just re you know, and, and one of the quotes from analysts is from a Barclays analysis, which is one of the one of the, like the companies that's the that's the, the one of the major owners of Salesforce. Okay, that's great. Get them to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, mobile cloud. Yeah, so I'd read that. I try. I tried to suss out. Okay, is there something new here? Is there? Have you used the Salesforce mobile SDK before? No, I think I did some demo stuff and. Played around with it when it first came out, but I haven't done any real world stuff with it. Again, that just in and of itself, that mobile SDK, it just it feels like they just there's just all just a bunch of disparate things thrown into into here. Um, I had to use it. I, I used it on this one project we work on worked on mm -hmm. together. But the doc, just like reading the documentation, trying to figure out what that was referring to and where the stuff was, and it's flung across many different GitHub accounts and things, and it's just it was. To me, it's, and maybe I'm just not getting it, but it seemed like a disaster. It was a mess. You're just not I, getting it. I may not be. Anyway, I wasn't <laughs> able to use it, though. I mean, I've successfully used it for um, for building a mobile app on, or not really on, because it's, but I was able to use it as a component to do, you know, uh, like OAuth and login and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I nearly ditched it, just said, oh, I'm just going to, I'll just do the OAuth part myself, or not even do OAuth. I, this app, I, it, it's not a great experience. It's like you and in, you install an app from someone some from some company who makes an app, mm -hmm. and then the, and then it pops up the Salesforce screen, and then it tells you, and then you enter your Salesforce credentials. Right? You can't you can't enter the credentials for the app that you installed. That's you got to enter your Salesforce account now, and then you get a screen saying, "Hey, uh, we, 
this app is wanting access to all this information. It's like, what? This is super confusing. I mean, I, I get it. It makes sense for Salesforce, like for the Salesforce One app to have a Salesforce OAuth screen. Right. But, and this is not Salesforce as well. It's just, it's the, that's the way OAuth is built. It's not, it's not even authentication. It's just an authorization. Like you have to, it's still, it's still up to Salesforce to authenticate users. That's why you have to enter your username and password. Right. But then you're authorizing this other party to get your Salesforce. The other party's saying, hey, we want access to all their stuff. And then Salesforce says, hey, they want access to all this stuff. Do you want, you agree? Yes or no? It's like, no, it's just confusing. It's a weird experience. That's why I, I almost just ditched it completely and went to just direct, hey, just give, give me your username and password. Don't give it to Salesforce because they're, they're, they're just going to turn around and say, hey, this person wants everything you have. Yeah, trust, so what's the trust point? Jeremy. He wants everything <laughs> exactly. you have. <laughs> you like to share passwords across your different web applications, right? So the last thing I have is there is, they also announced today a, uh, what are they calling it? Lightning customer community. Of course, customer community is now, is now the latest thing to be infected by the Lightning branding. Lightning plus something. It's, um, the quote, Salesforce continues to raise the bar with Lightning customer community, the most advanced and intelligent community platform available. Oh, you know, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. The most advanced and intelligent community platform available. (laughs) I'm also available for voiceover work, Salesforce. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, let me, let me. Pull up my bullet points here. If the internet will work. Lightning themes. Companies can now create a visually rich and highly personalized user experience. The entire look and feel of any community can be completely customized. Well, why is there... How's that a lightning theme? If you, you either go with the lightning look and feel or you completely customize it. I don't... Those are... But I mean, is this from the approach of point and click tools, or this is from the approach of you can embed your own CSS? I would bet. I would bet point and click because everything that Salesforce is focusing on is point and click. Which, for some, I mean, a point and click UI editor is welcomed. Yes, if if you yes, if you're at the Squarespace level of needs, yes, right. Squarespace is good for a certain if you. Hey, we need to get our a website up that's got you know three pages and our contact information and you know. Says what we what we are. Okay, yes, Squarespace is a good, that's a good tool for you. Same thing with communities. Basic community, and you just want chatter and questions and answers. Perfect. Here you go. Here's this Kalua or Koa or whatever these. Have you ever when you create yeah. a community, um, you pick the thing. there's like four or five options. A couple of them, and and then half of them don't even only support like literally like those two things like chatter and questions or you know. Um, and starter packs. <clears throat> well, yeah, they're. And I think they use, was it site.com? I think they use the site. It's kind of like almost like a CMS maybe. Yeah. And this is weird. And I, yeah. I've got a lot of community experience, but I, I, nowadays like, I, I refuse to do anything but completely custom community. Like I don't, because one of the options when you create it is, is this Salesforce tabs, right? Mm-hmm. So you can use standard tabbed interface and it's a similar way, to the, the way that you manage tabs in, in, in what I call big Salesforce, right? Internal Salesforce, I guess. Um, but I don't think that's even a disaster because it's not it's not responsive and the client always gets pissed off because it's, it's like, wow, this really sucks. I'm like, well, this is Salesforce. <laughs> you want something that doesn't suck, we've got to go completely custom. Well, because you're dealing with a different department. You're dealing with marketing and marketing wants it to be wants it to be responsive and look like their well, yeah, website. They're and... shocked. They're like, what do you mean it's not mobile responsive? Like, this is 2016. I'm like, I know, I know. Which, by the way, I hate that. If, if there's a, if we do another list of things that are overused, it's, it's this year. It's the current year. Well, sorry, John. Now I'm mad. It's it's to set it's to set a context to, to compare, right? That's anyway. Um, rich media feeds similar to Facebook feeds. Users can now embed videos, images, file links, blah 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 blah. Similar Q and A environment to Quora. Hmm. Interesting. That makes it easier to find the answer a user is looking for. Um, recommended articles and answers. Companies can curate a personalized experience for every customer. Recommended articles and answers use intelligent scoring. I guess this is knowledge. Have you ever used knowledge? Um, there's lightning reports and dashboards. Uh, do you know, can you tell me what a lightning report is or a lightning dashboard is? I guess they're just... I didn't, I didn't know lightning supported reports yet. 
Yeah, it does. It does? Yeah. I think so. Okay, so last time I looked, it popped you back to, you know, classic-looking Salesforce when he ran a report. I could be lying. I could be wrong, too. Nah, I'm not going to look it up. Someone will tell us. But anyway, here's what... Oh, oh, and, oh and here we go, John. We, now you can extend e-commerce capability with the new Lightning components. And they list three. Cloud, Craze, Cart Plus, and then OSF for Demandware and OSF for Magento. These are just app exchange products that have been out there. They threw into this... I'm reading the Salesforce press release. But they have Lightning components, and you can drag them into the builder. Oh, exactly. And you can, yeah, exactly. Right. There you go. Okay, and here's the interesting part. Lightning commu- customer community is generally available today with the purchase of any community license. So I logged into two different orgs that they have community licenses and mm-hmm. went to create a new community. And I, again, with all this Salesforce stuff, I'm like, how do I get it? It's not there. Did you log a case? Same, I don't have my, light, my new no, Lightning No, I didn't log a case. I'm, I don't have 48 hours for some guy across the earth that doesn't know what he's talking about to tell me that he's going to, you know. You're assuming. I'm assuming what? They might, they might have like a quick button, a little easy button. Yeah. I don't Someone know. called about Lightning Community. <laughs> Click. There you go. Kind of like that buy button that they was part of the, the, like the only new thing in the community keynote from Dreamforce. The buy button. And I still don't know. I think that's gone. I think they just hoped everyone forgot about that. I, I forgot. I don't remember that. Yeah. That was the one, that, the one new thing, I, at least, that I could remember out of the uh, community keynote. Hmm. But now they have um, their own e-commerce thing, so maybe they don't need the buy button anymore. Yeah, so, yeah, if anyone does communities, please tell me what the heck this thing is because I can't get it even though it's generally available. I, I can't get it. I don't have access to it. Even though I have thousands and thousands of community licenses. You already have access to it. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these new clouds they're advertising for industry-specific. I, I was I was really hoping that they learned their lessons and it wasn't just a bunch of custom objects in a prepackaged... Uh, Salesforce org. Guess what? So far, that's all it's been. We'll see. Sorry, I was distracted by someone texting me Salesforce rants. (laughs) Completely unrelated. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm done. Let's, let's, uh, do your video. Let's, 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 uh, end on a high note. Okay. Um, we're getting high. So Sean, Sean Holmes, we all know Sean Holmes, right? He was on our show. Yep. He, uh, he taught us some Afrikaans. Yeah. Like a cheese china. Like a cheese china. <laughs> <laughs> so he's putting together this. I still uh, like that Filipino wrapping or whatever that was he said that they did. Remember that? I'm afraid like, to they'll, repeat they'll, anything they'll, he said because I don't know, I know what he's saying. No, that, I like the idea that you insult someone in like this really eloquent way that rhymes and kind of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So do you want to do this video? No, not yet. Not Hold yet. On. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's, t- let's talk about it. Okay. He's uh, putting together a user, a I guess it's a user group. I guess it's it's a it's a group event. It's an event. It's almost like a like a, a one-time Midwest Dreaming or something like that. It's uh, it's that okay. kind of event where okay. you come together and you learn Salesforce and you you do some fun stuff. Um, and Sean is a surfer, so he came up with the Surfforce. S U R F F O R C. Okay, the sur- so, Surfforce. 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 <laughs> it's hard for me to read when you of course, say it put of course together. We have to give it the good day, sir. <clears throat> Uh, attempts at pronunciation, which we're famous for. <laughs> Surforce. Infamous. No. Surforce. <clears throat> oh, there you go. Good day, Surforce. Yeah, it's Boom. <laughs> hear this? It's a mic dropping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so the website is Surforce. S-U-R-F-F-O-C-R-C-E. God. I cannot get this out. All right. So the, the website is Surforce. Dot co because it's not U.S. I, that always throws me for loops. Like, why doesn't com and US they don't stuff? do com? Yeah, that com is just a, a convention that we somehow stuck with. They well, do co, same thing. Company ours is better. It has com- more letters. Company or company co. So surforce.co. You can go there. You can register. The event is uh, August thirteenth. It's in Aberavon, Wales. I, I, that'd be a fun trip to take if I could afford it. You speak Welsh? No. It, there's there's a, there's a Welsh thing, yeah. It's a Celtic language, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welsh and Cornwall and uh, Scottish Gaelic, the Irish language. Don't call it Irish Gaelic because they will hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned this. All right. So if I somehow manage to find a way to go, I'll have to take you with me so you can keep me out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Um, um, that's, a, that's a tall order, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure I can do that. It is. All right. Um, so, so, I, so this I, is the first, uh, is this a first annual type of thing? I, I think, I don't know if it's annual or not. Okay. I, I just know it, this is definitely the first one and hopefully it goes well and maybe he'll do more. Yeah. So, um, so, so, so I asked him a few questions about this and I, I wanted, I wanted to understand what people could expect from, from Surf Force. Um, so, so we got a little clip, a little interview, um, that we'll play right now. It's just like, dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Drop down. Snap. And after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. Well, actually, you know what? I take. Um, so that, that what was, that what was, accent was that? I have no idea. <laughs> That was my attempt at saying we interviewed Sean, but <laughs> I just couldn't resist. Oh, that John. video is so funny. I had to play it. I had I had to bring it into this. Um, um, so yeah, that's going on. You can register, make the trip. You they have an FAQ and t- that'll tell you everything about it, uh, registering and what to expect and all the general general FAQs. But I went to the FAQ and I noticed there's a few things missing. Like I, I didn't see anything. Um, like, do I need to bring a surfboard? Will they be provided? I mean, will there be surfing? Is my um, question. Th- though there will be surfing. There will be. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have to know how to surf? I-, I didn't see that on there, so I wasn't sure if you know. It's, are you going to be able to teach no, it's me? It's going to be private lessons by Sean Holmes. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I had a few others that I, I'll just mention. Um, should I worry about ex-presidents while surfing? I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> what about sharks? That's Point, what I want to know. Well, no, hold on. Point break. Ex-presidents. Okay. Well, I don't, anyway. Yeah. No. I don't know that one. Um, it's it's Shark Week here in the States. I don't know if it's everywhere, but it's Shark Week here, and that got to me thinking, do I have to worry about sharks? Or the jellyfish? Yeah. I wonder what the temperature is off the coast of Wales. I don't know. And finally, is there some kind of shoehorn thing to get me in and out of a wetsuit? <laughs> <laughs> Giant shoehorn. <laughs> hey, those things are hard to get in and out of. Probably so. <laughs> Do you have a custom, what do you do, get a custom fit one? Uh, probably have to. <laughs> <laughs> These muscles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Muscles and big bones. <laughs> uh, right. So if you're into surfing and you're able to make that trip, I'd say go for it, have fun, talk some sales force, do some surfing. Do and it. I bet you don't have to be into surfing. If you're not into surfing, you probably, it's still probably a great sell source of it anyway, yeah, I'm sure. Go to the beach. Oh, that too. Yeah, go hang out on the beach and watch people surf or, yeah. you know, whatever. Maybe Benny will show up. He's, he's a beach guy. I mean, he lives in Hawaii, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if he's in the surfing, though. I don't think so. I've never heard him mention. He doesn't look like the surfing type. He does have that, um, a little bit of that surfer accent, though. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. Um. The awesome, the incredible, yeah. I mean, the, those are, I mean, that's, I don't know. <laughs> All right, John. Waiting for radical and tubular to come out. Tubular. Oh, radical. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and to that, I say, good day, sir. You get nothing. You lose. Um. Good day, sir. But the park is still flooded, so you'll see kids out yeah. there again. Some of those sure. kids today will be my co-hosts. Just ago. like, <laughs> dude, you got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in, you just get spit right out of them. You're amazing. Spit right out of them. You're amazing. You just drop in, just smack the lip. And after that, you just drop in, drop down. Like a cheese, Tana. Like a cheese, Tana. Ride the barrel and get pitted. Oh my gosh. Ride the barrel and get pitted. Ride the barrel and get pitted. Oh my gosh. Ride the barrel and get pitted. Ride the barrel and get pitted. Ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted. Game when he cocks me, you're excellent. Game when he cocks me. Game when he cocks me. You got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in. You just get spit right out of them. You're amazing. Spit right out of them. You're amazing. You just drop in, just smack the lip, and then after that, you 
Like a cheese, Chana. 